ignition sequence start. Three, two, one. Lock and load. It's time for the gun rack with your hosts, Joey and Drew. Hello and welcome to the Gun Racks Nor Desert Institute School of Firearms Technology's official podcast. I'm Josiah Upper. Folks call me Joey, and with me we have one Drew Poplin. Drew Poplin. And I'll tell you what, it is, it's good to be back. We had quite a few things in a row that were just kind of you know, one-off events. I know the uh, Civil War got covered in a, in a nice tight 30 minutes, which seems appropriate for something that contentious. And Ken um, Burns needed, like, how many episodes to yeah, cover? Yeah, it's weak. It's, it's weak. <laughs> um, uh, I forgot I was on a podcast for a second. Uh, <laughs> um, I did hear, I don't know if you passed this along yet, but there was a gentleman who had heard of SDI because of the gun rack. And I think that's a first for us. Yeah, I, um, I'm not going to lie. I was a bit starstruck. I was like, I've met a fan. By ourselves? Yes. <laughs> uh, one guy in Pennsylvania to hear about us before the school. Yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned it last week. Mentioned that that is probably the highlight of my entire time at Great American Outdoor Show. Other than the milkshakes and watching the dog jumping competition for about oh, 15 minutes. That's good. that's good. Yeah, it's good to be back. I missed you guys. And I am in crunch time for I'm in grad school. I think I've mentioned them on the podcast before. And uh, this has definitely been a tricky class. And we are wrapping it up Sunday night um, because our Oh, professor who there's no way she listens to the gun rack. So not my favorite professor I've ever had. Um, so it's an eight week mini master, right? And they, this is the end of week seven. And she decided to just make everyone take the exam either Sunday, which is still week seven or Monday night, um, which is just some real aggressive energy coming off of her. No time to review. Absolutely not. You don't get to have that. She will be getting a, very kind course evaluation at the end of this for sure um we'll be glad to be putting that to bed for sure anyway let's get into this tier list today's topic of conversation is going to be the best concealed carry handguns for women but before we do that who is today's show brought by drew uh, as always, it's brought by Sonoran Desert Institute, aka SDI. Now, you may be wondering, what is Sonoran Desert Institute? Well, SDI is an online school that helps students learn the skills and the techniques that they'll need to be successful in the firearms and the unmanned technology industries. SDI is accredited by the Distance Education Accrediting Commission, the DEAC, and currently we offer three programs in firearms technology. Yeah, let's talk about those programs a little bit because we are a firearms podcast. First yeah, up, we have, we have the Associate of Science in Firearms Technology, our you know biggest, most comprehensive course. We have the Certificate in Firearms Technology Gunsmithing, and finally, our brand new offering the certificate in firearms technology handgun specialist program uh it's been really cool seeing you know given its age you know how many people have been interested in that uh that's been awesome to see had a lot of returning grads uh come to take yeah yeah so that is that is wonderful to hear absolutely uh, but if you want 
more information about any of those programs, you can go to www.sdi.edu. Go to our website. There's an academics tab. You just click on that. You find out all the information you want from course descriptions to uh, tuition to the lab tools that we send to you. Again, that is www.sdi.edu. Let's get into things. So today we're talking about best concealed carry handguns for women, as we mentioned before. And uh, our intent here is to give a breakdown of self-explanatory, but there are some differences between uh, what men and women can carry easily and comfortably sometimes, not all the time. And there was actually a little bit of uh, self-gut check on this when I was doing my my uh, research for it. There's There's two ways to look at this, right? I think when a lot of people look at options for concealed carry handguns for women, they are thinking in their brains, concealed carry handguns for beginners. I certainly was, and that is a wrong way to look at it. It may be true in some cases. It may be true in a lot of cases. But we have to look at this from two angles, right? We have to look at this from the angle of someone who's new to shooting, like we frequently do for concealed carry handgun options. But we also need to be taking a look at this in a sense that uh, some uh, women that are concealed carriers have been carrying for a long time. And that's good, too. Uh, I think a lot of the people that look these kind of options up are in that first pool. But I tried to include some of both. Um, so without any further ado, let's hop into it. I've got three sources I'm using today. One is the Range 702, Ultimate Shooting Experience. And this was written by Chris Chansky. Uh, of course, it was written by a dude. Of course, two dudes are about to talk about this on a podcast. And then we have Gun Digest, which was written by <laughs> Dick Jones. Uh, and... Uh, Oh, so that's good. And then, of course, because we had to do it, I also asked ChatGBT the same question and was pleasantly surprised it gave me a cogent answer. So we're going to go through each of those and we're going to go through some of my options here. Uh, Some of the things they brought up are valid and some of them are bad takes. And we did get to see some more of the issues that I was railing about earlier that kind of prompted this topic of conversation. So there are some things that there's a lot of things that are brought out from biases that make this hard to navigate. And we kind of have to address those piece by piece. One is that a lot of people that buy handguns with the intent of their spouse using them for concealed carry, including some people I know are like, well, I just want something where she doesn't have to think about anything. She can simply pull the firearm out and pull the trigger. And that is how a threat to life would be addressed in a self-defense capacity. That leads to a lot of people proposing a double-action-only snub-nose revolver, which if you have checked some of our previous episodes out, we talked about that in depth and why that's a really freaking dumb idea um, for anyone, especially someone who is new to shooting. Like, that's just that's just crazy talk. Um, and we do see some of those options. I'll gri- give both sides credit for... Uh, th- they both have... The LCRX, I think it's both have the LCRX. If not, they're they're in that kind of subcompact revolver space, mm-hmm. right? And uh, that's just 
not something I, I would put on anyone, uh, except for a very experienced shooter. And even in a, then, I think there are better options. So that's part one. But part two, which is something of an advantage, if you're a seasoned shooter, uh, if you have that experience and capacity, you're going to be able to carry more subcompact things than I am, uh, which is not fair, but it is true. <laughs> there are exceptions to everything that I'm going to say, I think, uh, today. But if you put my hand up against my wife's hand or Drew's wife's hand uh, or any other woman's hand, their hand is likely to be significantly smaller than mine. I've got pretty big hands, but uh, there is a pretty acute physical difference frequently between one and the other, which means you as a person with a smaller sized hand have the ability to manipulate and hold uh, so compact firearms sometimes without dangling a pinky a lot of people buy firearms and just claim they don't have any issues dangling a pinky it is one of the worst things you can possibly do in terms of operating a handgun it ruins so much of your grip it's a terrible idea and for a lot of people you can get away with a lot more for that, which opens up this wonderful field of stuff. The trick is with that is that a lot of the times those firearms, those subcompact firearms offer a reduction in barrel length as well. Um, and if you're an experienced shooter, that is fine. If you are not experienced shooter, an experienced shooter, excuse me, um, that's a terrible idea. Um, same rules. Barrel length is going to give you a higher margin of error if it's longer, as long as you can continue to conceal carry it effectively and comfortably. So with all that being said, let's hop into some, some options here. So Chad GBT, we're going to roll through quick just because it's, it's more of a goof than anything, but there were actually some legit answers in here. Okay. Uh, the Kimber Micro 9 is a terrible idea. That is a micro compact handgun. They're actually really pretty, I think, but they are you got better options, even if you want to stick to the 1911 frame. The Ruger LCP2, again, very, very, very compact. Might be too compact uh, to be practicable. No, practicable is still a word, but practicable is probably correct there. Uh, Walther PPS M2 is a great concealed carry firearm. Uh, not going to dunk on that too hard. Springfield Armory Hellcat, that's a micro compact, um, but it's got a decent capacity. I think the base on that's 11 plus 1, but that's just me pulling numbers out of the air, so check that one. Um, Bolt Cobra and 38 Special is not a good idea. One that was offered as an option that I hate is the Breda Compact 3032, which is a nope. Uh, that's a tip-up barrel design, which is, it, it's not good. No one needs to be concealed carrying that. They have the Taurus G2C, which is a very popular concealed carry handgun offering. I think that's what Chris carries. If I remember correctly, I think he owns a G2 um, or a G2C. Um, Another. Yeah, I miss Chris. So we've got the Smith & Wesson M&P Shield EZ, which we'll go into further later. You've got the Glock 43, which is a, a, a real good option for this particular uh, set of variables. And then you have the 365, which I'm going to object to with some caveats. It's, it's still a pretty good handgun, I think. So Springfield Armory Hellcat RDP, I would actually argue that the grip is too long. A lot of people seem to really enjoy it. When we are talking women's handguns, the other thing we want to keep track of, and this is again a rule 
uh, that that has some very specific contradictory examples, but women's clothing tends to be more form fitting on the whole than men's clothing does. I, I was um, going to say, I was going to bring that up. Like, yeah, um, I mean, not so tighter you, than my pants, but you know, the, yeah, not tighter than your pants because those are just sprayed on. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and our leather, it's all bad. Um, <laughs> but for these kind of clothing, if you have the opportunity to use anything with a holster claw, that is generally going to be a really good option. But because of that, I would say take advantage of the fact that if you are able to operate a handgun effectively that has a shorter grip, take advantage of that opportunity. And the Hellcat, I would argue, is probably going to be on the wrong side of that. It's still a good firearm. It's probably not for me, but it's still good. Smith & Wesson Shield Easy 380 is really good in that space. The MMP Compacts, I like all of them, they're straight with you, but the EZ is specifically made to be extremely easy to shoot and operate. That's it. That's its job. And because of that, you're going to be, you're going to be in good, good hands with that. A lot of these Ruger LCPs, the Max 380s, they're just too small, I think, for most people in most situations. And that's okay for a handgun, but I wouldn't carry one. I would recommend that you be an experienced shooter if you do. And I think a lot of the people that this is being sold to as a product are new shooters who are looking for a first concealed carry. And in that context, that's not a wise choice. The one that Gun Digest recommended, that would be my recommendation. Uh, out of all of these, I'm just going to spoil that now since we're going through kind of line by line here, is the SIG P365XL. The P365 gets a shout out in the other article as well, but I'm going to go with the XL in particular for two reasons. Uh, one, the grip is is very modest, but it's enough that like even my hands, they got to fight a little bit, but they can hold on. So you should be able to have enough real estate to make that handgun work for you. And that's one of the 365's primary selling points. What the XL does is give you that selling point without sacrificing barrel length, which is absolutely crucial to the accuracy that you're going to need. Also, the sight system on the 365XL slaps, and not enough people talk about it. We'll we'll save that for another conversation, but that is a I it is perfect for a concealed carry. I, the first time I saw it, I'm like, this is stupid. And then I pulled it out at night once in a in a darkened room, and I was like, whoa, this is wow this is great um so anyway uh shield plus the MP shields are absolutely adored so i'm not going to say that much against them it's again barrel length is going to be an issue i have with that uh ruger max 9 same issue those were all of the pulls from gun digest the range 702 pitches the 365 we just worked through that mm -hmm. the mp9 shield plus which we already talked about the 43x which does the opposite of what i'm trying to do it lengthens your grip while not changing your barrel length and the barrel length for 43x is acceptable as it is so that's cool but if you are able to get away with a shortened grip on a 43 go get it girl like that's that's what you want the 26 offers you that same level of viability in a double stack. And uh, that might come up against that form-fitting rule we were talking about before. But that would be that would be my vote, just flat out. 
from the Glock family, that is, if you're going to get a Glock, Glock 26, if you can make it work, is going to be a really good combination of barrel length and concealability. And not a lot of people, that's not true. Not everyone can carry it without dangling a finger, which is its primary detractor, in my opinion. They pitched the Glock 19, which is a great recommendation for literally anyone at all times. I'm not going to say anything against that. They also mentioned the Smith & Wesson Shield Easy, which feels like a layup to me. I do um, hate the they, pun they made, though. Did they? Under oh, this, no. Uh, designed specifically to be easy, easy to handle and shoot. Oh, no. Um, the other thing they mentioned that I actually do have an issue with is that the magazine capacity we're talking about for the nine, I think this is the nine they're mentioning here, is that it's an eight-round capacity, which means you probably need to be carrying two magazines. I think we've talked about capacity, mm -hmm. what ideal capacity is for concealed carry before. But uh, spoiler alert, in my opinion, as long as you're carrying double-digit rounds, you're probably carrying enough for an everyday carry situation. Eight rounds is not going to do it. You're going to want a second magazine, I think. I have not been in that situation before, so I'm just going off of years and years of reporting on crimes that happened and that kind of thing. But I do not carry a firearm unless I have double-digit rounds. Hmm. Um, and that's been that way forever. Okay, the next one they do is the CZP10C. And for longtime listeners of the channel, they know that CZ is dialed directly into my heart at all times. But the P10C is uh, no, um, it's that's it's just not doing what they need to do. If you go on gun.deals, which I think a lot of you do, you will find P10Cs on sale for really good prices. A lot of the time, there is a reason for that. Um, they are very similarly sized to the Glock 19, while being thicker and heavier, which makes them way worse for concealed carry. I hate that. I hate that for them. I love CZ a lot, but I would never conceal carry the P10C. There are better options for concealed carry. If you want to take a P10 to the range, cool, rock on. P10C, no thank you. They pitched the LCRX. I guess the other one didn't have the LCR. That's great. It's a revolver. It's a snubby. Um, no, the end. Um, you you don't want to be carrying a snub nose revolver. There are better options now. If you grew up on it and you are still carrying it now, and you're really good with it, okay, cool. But if you are looking to get into this thing, get into concealed carry. No, that's not the way to go. Uh, number eight is going to be the Smith of Wesson CSX. Very short handle length, grip length, sorry. Single action only, very 1911 core of them. I love the CSX as a concept. I, when I picked a, the 365XL as my newest concealed carry firearm, I actually had them take out a CSX and me tell them that I was buying a CSX um, and then switched last minute to the XL because I dry fired the CSX and hated it. That being said, that doesn't make it a bad firearm. I would still prefer the 365XL, but if you're into that single action vibe and a good beaver tail, then CSX might be the way to go for you. They recommend the PDP F series, which is such a bad idea that I'm just going to skip the, the rest of that review. That's stupid. Don't do it. Well, did you see um, that it won the 2023 NRA Women Handgun of the Year? 
I don't care. Um, they're wrong about that. And then, of course, they have the Hellcat Pro at the end of that. So, also, Walther PDB is just an ugly gun, but that's beside the point. All right. So, is it, if you're going to take... Is yeah. it, though? Because my, my wife, I told her last night, the episode we're about to do, and she said, hey, you know what? Cuteness of a gun is not overrated. Yeah. <laughs> so at least Ugh. at least for one list well, I don't know about a listener, but for one person out there, for one woman, that does matter. So Yes. Um okay. So take all of those. Let's aggregate those and then add a couple for kind of my final list of recommendations here. We've talked about two of them already. We'll call it two and a half. So the 365XL would be my number one choice, far none. Having concealed carried it for a little over a year now, about a year, three months. I don't know that I will ever get a new concealed carry firearm. I, it is that good. There would have to be a rapid evolution of technology in the same way that the 365 changed the compact firearm market for me to consider changing concealed carry again. That's how good it is, in my opinion. You've got the Glock 26 would be my next recommendation. And I'm going to say... Uh, 2B is the Glock 43. Single stack versus double stack is a significant difference there. Uh, on top of that, you can do a couple of other things. Uh, one, CZ75 Rami is a very small firearm, and I don't even know if they make them anymore, but they're really good. You can go the way of a compact 1911. You will probably need more than one magazine. I have a Sig Sauer C3 that carries six plus one rounds of 45 ACP, so I have to carry two mags, but it is a four inch length barrel with an officer grip, which is a reduced grip. And while that firearm is heavy, it is, I am never getting rid of that firearm. It is real, real good. And while I struggle a little bit sometimes to get my hand to fully behave with its size, you won't. And that is an advantage and that's really cool. And then I would say, finally, if you want to go with some sort of revolver option, I would recommend rocking with something with a three-inch length barrel at the end of the day. And uh, I don't have a specific model for you for that, because frankly, I think all of them are a bad idea. But if you really want to go that way, if you really want to go that way, then I'm certain you can find a Taurus that's going to be perfectly reliable and reasonably priced. If you're going to do that, the only thing I would say is make sure you can get something that's at least 38 Special Plus P rated. Don't mess around with this 32 WMR cartridge. Don't go with a 22 or a 22 Magnum. Get a 38 Special Plus P. The ballistic difference between that and the, 30, the 38 Special Plane is huge. And if you can swing for a 357 Magnum, do it, dude. I love my 357. And you can practice with 38 special. So win win. Yeah, that's what I've got for concealed carry handguns for women. Awesome job, awesome. man. I appreciate it. I like the uh yeah. almost the tier that you have, almost like a tier format. That was kind of cool. Yeah, um, I think it's good. I yeah. think there's a lot of good options out there. For sure. All right. Joey, lovely having you on, Mystery Buddy. Yeah, you too. Ne- next time we have a little bit more time, remind me. We had a comment on our Snub Nose episode. Oh, boy. Was, defending was it good or bad? Nose, uh, defending the Snub Nose. Uh, okay. So we'll have to go over that again sometime. Was it the Don't Like Us guy? 
No. <laughs> no, no. That guy's in the Gun Rack Hall of Fame, though, whoever it was. Yeah. Absolute um, good. I hope you listen still. Yeah. <laughs> but for for those who are newer, at one point we posted a podcast episode and a guy put laugh emoji, laugh emoji. No wonder that they don't like you. And I don't know where that came from, but it's my favorite thing anyone's ever said to me. It really is. Listen, it's we so are good. we're what 15, 16 episodes from it episode two hundred. It, it was pretty early on. So it was well, great. Yeah, so we're getting close to episode two hundred. So I think it would be wonderful. Sir, if you're listening and you were the one that said it, please it reach out to us at marketing at sdi.edu. I want to have you on the show. We'll make you like uh we will make you a custom shirt. Yes, yes, yeah, wonderful, wonderful stuff. All right, everyone, that has been the gun rack. Thank you guys so much for me and Joey. Have fun, stay safe, and we will see you at the range. See you at the range. Sonoran Desert Institute is an online school accredited by the DEAC. It is headquartered at 1555 West University Drive in Tempe, Arizona. For more information about how you can craft your firearms future, visit sdi.edu.